Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Buzzwords, Conversations About Teaching and Learning at SU, where we talk about working, learning, transforming, and performing at SU, and so much more. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Jess. Now is the time to do your midterm evaluations, Clawson. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm Melissa Smeltercraft, head women's basketball coach. It's almost basketball season, guys. Um, adjunct professor here. Yeah. Big thanks to our, our guests for helping me in that category this past week. And uh, I'm here with a group Scott of cool King. kids. Yep. Yeah. Scott King from the psychology department. I'm, uh, I usually don't say more than that, but I'm in like my 13th year here, but who's, who's counting? <laughs> and I am a uh, professor in psych. And we've got producer Sean, who is full-time staff and faculty now at Shenandoah. Wow. Graduate of Shenandoah's He's eSports program. He's growing up right before my very eyes. Yep, <laughs> and he's still helping us out on, on our little podcast. Our guest will introduce shortly. Um, before that, remember, we have an email address. We don't have an Instagram yet. Was that what Shamira wanted us to do? I've been I've been um, manually by hand doing postcards for everyone. On <laughs> Am I allowed to speak? Before yes. No, be quiet. <laughs> well, I was, back in your of, cage. I was locked out of the building, so I wanted to clarify. Uh, yes. Would uh, you like to contribute? I loved the Shamira episode. It was one of the best that I've heard, and the postcard with the QR code will work. Thank you. I think it will. it's a it good idea. Again, I've been manually doing them. Um, Have you been coloring in a QR code on each <laughs> no, one? No, I'm thinking about the print press system by hand ah, and uh-huh. me in my office, just to picture that. Good. Mm. Yeah, that's how you do all your recruiting. <laughs> right? Stuffing envelopes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that, that, that voice we heard, that was Dr. Andrea Smith. We'll introduce her in full shortly. I didn't. I didn't mean get in your cage. That was a joke. Just to everyone, there's no <laughs> cage <got> here. <laughs> okay. Just need to clarify. Uh, our email buzzwords at su.edu. I actually checked that email account before um, recording today. We had one email back from May 22nd. So I haven't checked it since before May 22nd. It was from. And Dr. now you won't check it till next. Probably May not. 22nd. Probably not. <laughs> Kim Newberry, uh, loyal listener. I hope she contributed a picture of me attempting to drive with my foot on the dash. And I am showing this picture to everybody at the table. That's an excellent. It's pretty good artistic Excellent. um, Your dogs are not to scale. They're they're much, much (laughs) bigger and smellier. But that's a really good picture. Yeah, so I know I'm describing. The t-shirt, can you describe your t-shirt that she she mapped (laughs) out for you? I'm describing a a visual here in an audio format, but I'm wearing a t-shirt that says I heart sigh, P-S-Y, and disc golf written underneath that. So I, uh, I do... Those are my, my hearts. Those are but my no loves. But no Dave. There's no Dave Yeah, no on Dave there. Matthews band on there. She really but nailed your teeth she hadn't heard and your that eyebrows, episode. though. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's pretty good. Kim is a, is a talented, talented <laughs> artist. The face looks a little bit like a scary meme. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. somehow maybe we'll get, this, we'll get this picture so the listeners can see it. Maybe if we had an Instagram account. We could we can, post the photo. Post wow, photo. what and a maybe, concept. Maybe a real picture to compare I, I now contrast. see what Shamira means. Uh, mm. The light mm-hmm. has just gone off. Yeah, yeah. Vis- visually, um, you know, visual is another medium besides just <laughs> <laughs> talking and emailing. Uh, so anyway, thank you, Kim, for that drawing. Our music 
that we are doing new for this season is called Back to Cool by Shane Ivers from silvermansound.com. So thank you, Shane, for that free music. At last check, we had 2.6 thousand downloads from subuzzwords.podbean.com. That's about 100 more than a month ago. So thank you to people who downloaded there. Thank you to people who listen on Apple Podcasts. Keep listening. We may be on Spotify at some point. Looks at Sean. Any, anything going on there? Wondering if Xander has done anything? Uh, we don't know. But if we are, it'll be a big deal because it means the podcast will have changed a little bit over the, the three years that we've done it. Just like Instagram. If we actually get on Instagram, that'll be a big deal, too. Earth-shattering. Um, yeah. <laughs> so rate and review. You all know the deal. Thank you for listening. Who's our guest today? Um, our guest, Dr. Andrea Smith. Hi, Dr. Smith. Hi, Coach. Friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Good yes. friend of the pod. And the only listener is not Emily Hollins. There are at least one and a half of us because I listen to it half the time. Not always, but sometimes. As in? Of ha- of maybe half the episodes half you listen to. Half the episodes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not half of an episode. <laughs> I commit. She, she just comes in every for 30 the- seconds on, <laughs> every 30 seconds off. Or just the interview part and everything that you and Joey and I would talk about. She'll, she'll cut that out. No, I was going to say, guest. if I don't have any Joey sound clips on this recording, mm. I don't know that I'm going to listen to this one. Well, don't say that twice. Oh, that means I got to play something here. And <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Melissa. Melissa, go, go ahead. I'll find a yeah, good. I um, brought that up. Well, I don't want Joseph to interrupt me. Um, <laughs> let's get back. Let's get focused here. Okay. Dr. Andrea Smith has been at SU since 2009 and is currently a professor of Hispanic studies, associate dean of the College of Arts and Sciences, and faculty athletic representative. After growing up in the Roanoke area, she earned several degrees for from the University of Virginia, including two master's degrees and a PhD in Spanish literature. She loves to read, speak Spanish, eat and drink with her favorite people, and wander around big cities. She lives in Winchester with her husband, Matt, and their two dogs. Buster and Winston. Buster and Winston. Buster and Winston. Um, welcome, Andrea. Long time coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Joey has something to say. We're going to move on because we do have another awesome guest this week. And I know we say that every time. That timing uh, was wrong. but It's so true. And that's the great thing about this podcast. Okay, Joey, shut up. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Joey. We miss you. Good Andrea, it's so great to finally have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I can live up to Shamira last week. She was fabulous. You know what? Every guest is a special guest on their own accord. We Thank don't, you we, for that validation. We don't, we don't compare them. <laughs> the hosts are not special. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's way better now that Joey's gone. Oh, that's sad. Ooh, that was pick. real. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. Uh, Cue Sarah I'm McLaughlin joking. music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. So, so much stuff in this bio, four degrees from UVA. What were those master's degrees? One was in second language teaching, foreign language teaching, and one was in Spanish. So foreign language teaching. Yes. My career started as a high school Spanish teacher. Yes. So we had you on because we have this theme of formers Mm -hmm. for this season. Mm -hmm. And as a former high school teacher, Mm -hmm. um, what what are the biggest differences between high school and college teaching? Well, I've been teaching for almost 25 years, so that's tough to say. I will say what I miss the most about teaching high school is freshmen. 
They just mm -hmm. have a really weird, awkward energy, and I miss working with ninth graders. Um, different than the awkward energy of college first years? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's different. Or the psych department faculty members? Or the psych department <laughs> faculty just we, we're, we're good large. at that awkward energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, the, a lot of teaching principles are the same. It's been interesting over, you know, now many, many years in higher ed to see people who were lecturing for decades finally catch up and do some real pedagogy. So mm -hmm. uh, that's enjoyable. But I think I was ahead of the curve because of my high school teaching experience and the mentors I had when I did my undergrad and my graduate program in teaching because I already knew how to do yeah, a lot of yeah. interactive teaching well. I mean, actually having a background in pedagogy Right. Right. Before you get thrown in front of a, a class of college students. Right. That probably helps. I actually learned how to teach another person another language. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. A lot of us in higher ed, for those of you listening who don't know, a lot of people just have a degree in their content area and have never studied pedagogy or never had to teach before they come here. So, yeah, had that. And that's why it's great that SU has the Transformative Teaching and Learning Center. Shout to try out to, to Jess. To try to get all of us mm -hmm. some actual good um, teaching skills. Absolutely. Andrea, I want to, like, just lean in on this because this is how we've met. This is how we met ten, mm -hmm. oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the years. But your role as our faculty athletic rep, um, why don't you explain that to the average person that might not understand what you do for mm -hmm. our athletes and our coaches? Sure. I think the philosophy behind it is probably the most important, that the NCAA guarantees that students have access to a confidential liaison who can work with them, whether they're having trouble interacting with a faculty member, even if they need to talk about their coach or something that's happening on the team with a, with a confidential source. I think that's really important. So a lot of what I do now that I'm, I think, 10 years in, signing forms advocating for students who uh, need special designations from the NCAA, um, nominating people for awards, helping students when they're having trouble with scheduling, but also I try to attend a lot of events just so that students know that I'm there and watching their games. I would consider you a Shenandoah Hornets super fan. Oh, for sure. Super fan. I'll take it. I'll I spend fan. a lot of time on the video live stream. So, How has the live stream been as of late, Andrea? <laughs> I prefer not to comment on the quality or consistency of the live stream. I am very grateful when it's working and we have audio. It's great. Great way to be there when you can't be there. Yeah, I haven't seen it recently. No one has. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't miss anything. I will say that we are not the only school experiencing this problem because when I've tried to watch some away games, there's been pretty widespread breakdown this season. I agree. I think everyone did such a good job in COVID when fans were not allowed and everyone upped their video game. Not the type that Sean likes, but um, <laughs> the, I think, yeah, everything. Now now I have a high expectations mm -hmm. for, uh, as a Division Three viewer. Mm -hmm. um, so I agree with you, Andrea. I agree with you. Um, I'll be tuning in Wednesday, all the matches yeah. from home. You know, 7 o'clock is late for the days. kids. Big yeah, I've got to have the multiple screens mm -hmm. going with the, mm -hmm. the Shenandoah game. So and if I, feel I, that. if I may, I want to make a plug because I have um, students now on men and women's soccer. So um, always fun to, to add a new team and go watch them play. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your fandom. Yes. And your support. You're welcome. Um, through the highs and the lows and the streams and the live stuff. So yep. thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Speaking of highs and lows, 
shall we? Let's do this. Okay. So highs and lows, this segment, we all talk about our best and worst events from the past few weeks. Who wants to go first? Are you still thinking of I'm stuff, I'm still Mel? brewing. I'm okay. still thinking. I'll um, go with Andrew. my high. Yeah, I had us. just a great high. It was a week ago. Maybe it's been 10 days. But I had a former student, Andy Espinosa. I don't know if you all know him. I remember the name. I uh, just graduated last December with a degree in film, and uh, he's from Venezuela, budding filmmakers, made a few shorts, and is, is working his way into the industry. And I invited him as a guest lecturer to my Intro to Latin American Film class to cool. talk about a Venezuelan horror film that I remembered that he loved. And he was spectacular. I cannot communicate like how poised he was, how well he spoke, how well he interacted with the students. Seemed like a professional. It was just thrilling to watch him and to see my students respond to him. And so I was in the back trying not to cry the whole time. Oh, that's, oh, that's fantastic. It was really, really, yeah. really, really good. Great. Was he in person or over Zoom? Or? In person. Oh, that's And he can so command good. a room. It was great to see our graduates going off and doing great things and I'm sure his passion was palpable. Oh, definitely. Definitely. What was your low? Oof. So BPG and I, along with some excellent student athletes, Kayla Maxson and Olivia O'Grady, um, we've been planning this conference, this regional academic conference that Brian and I have been going to for years and years and years. And this year it's at Shenandoah. So we've been working on that. And the past couple of weeks, the minutia has just caught up to me. And it's we're in the you know, the conference is in a week and a half and it's just boring stuff that oh, we have yeah. to do now. So that's getting to me a little bit. But the conference itself, when everyone is actually here, will be wonderful. It's just kind of making it through the you spelled my name wrong mm -hmm. on the program and you forgot to reserve this classroom and all of those tedious details. Yeah, yeah. And those conferences they bring, you know, they're so fun once they're going and yes. it's great for Shenandoah to host it. But all that little organizational stuff that you got to do. And mm -hmm. like in big schools, you know, they might have a whole event planning team. Right. But at Shenandoah, like we're doing that. You're looking and at it's, it. It's printing stuff and it's double checking the spelling. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always respected Andrea for her copy editing abilities. Thank and I you. know those Thank are in you. full force mm -hmm. right now. They are. Uh, all right. My high and low. High would be that this weekend I got to go back to my undergrad institution, Beloit College, D3 school, even smaller than Shenandoah in Beloit, Wisconsin. They had their homecoming, and the, the psychology department had their 100-year like anniversary celebration. And so they invited some alumni to come back and speak in a panel, um, and I was one of those alumni, so I got to you know, sit and like have people listen to me who like want to listen to me <laughs> and aren't like students that are forced to be there. So that was, that was cool. And it was fun to like, you know, feel appreciated by my undergrad school. And I got to see a lot of old friends and, you know, see the campus that I've only been back to probably like three times in 23 years and like be at homecoming, you know, from the, 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 the person hum coming home perspective, right? Like at Shenandoah, we have homecoming every year and it's great to see the students come back. But being on the other end was, was fun. So that was my high. How, how cool. far is Beloit from your hometown? Uh, hometown. Where you grew up. Where I grew up was, is Indianapolis, and Beloit's about five hours okay. away. Cool. And um, so for this trip, I flew to Chicago, saw a friend there, then drove to Beloit from Chicago. 
Um, but yeah, that that idea of like going to a school sort of far away from your hometown that that came up a few times, mm -hmm. um, and just you know all the differences from going to college in the late '90s versus now. <laughs> I heard Dave always... Matthews was really in back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where my love for Dave Matthews mm -hmm. flourished. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that. That was fun. Just comparing and contrasting, you know, all those all those differences. The low uh, would be just frustration with people missing meetings. This has probably been my low before, but you know, I've had a variety of meetings with with students scheduled in the past week and just been been ghosted. Oh. People people not showing up for like serious stuff. Um, you know. Not showing up, not not emailing with any excuse, not uh, not apologizing. Um, so that, that well, gets this is how they date. So I guess this is the best <laughs> version of them. So oh, you're getting was, the real version. Actually, speaking of that, like one difference that I noticed in college in the late '90s versus today, and I don't know if it's the same at Shenandoah, was um, like when we were walking around the campus, all of the beautiful grass lawns and quads were just empty right like no kids out playing hacky sack or throwing a frisbee or like just Do laying in the grass to date yourself to know, lay, laying, in the grass, wow. laying in the grass to like read a book or like laying in the grass to look at their phones like it's a beautiful 75 degrees sunny you know midwestern afternoon the, the leaves are changing and like all of us 40 year olds are walking around like where are all the the students yeah and then like we would ask people and everyone was just like oh they're in their room on their phones like you can be on your phone but go outside be in and nature i would think especially this late in not the summer because the summer's now gone yeah. right but it's it, it was october yeah. first yeah. on sunday yeah. right in in the midwest in wisconsin yeah you don't have that's, any nice that's, days left you, you might as well gone to the lake it was so warm out because yeah, it gets cold it really yeah. quickly there totally totally it was beautiful leaves are changing but everybody's just in their rooms on their phones. Watching leaves change from somebody else's Instagram story. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at, Got it. looking at everybody's, you know, filtered Instagram images instead of going out in real life. Hmm. So that was, yeah, that's another low. All right, enough for me. Melissa? I like anything? this curmudgeon old yeah. man version of Scott. With that old man energy. Just get off my lawn. <laughs> well, I want them on the lawn. I want yeah, them out there playing true. hacky sack. Um, oh, God, hacky sack. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. Um... I don't know. I mean, nothing earth shattering, which I guess is good. I feel like I'm in that calm before the storm of uh, basketball season and the overlap. Mm -hmm. And oh, the yeah. overlap for Ashley and I is the hardest part of the year by far um, in terms of our two seasons overlapping for upwards of a month. And the better Ashley's team does, which is great and wanted, the longer the overlap goes. So, um, I, I, yeah, so I just feel like I'm just in this little cocoon waiting to be released, I guess. But I would say the low might have been Ashley's team lost on Saturday. Mm. And I, not because they lost, but maybe the way they lost, but also reflections on my behavior. I am so stressed during these games. How do you same. sit at these Hard games, guys? Same. It was awful. Oh, my goodness. A Andrew was sitting with us, and I could have vomited. Mm -hmm. It went to overtime 
we lost on an elite goal by mm-hmm. our opponent, oh, yeah. Lynchburg. Definitely. And it was like my heart got ripped out. And then my son, Wells, was crying. Oh. It was he was so sobbing sad. on the hill. And if you've been to a field hockey game, it's on this like beautiful slope. Down is very blanket, family-friendly vibes. Oh, but the poor guy was sobbing. And if I had I to may, go. Yes, if I may, your yes. other son was running around doing cartwheels with his shirt off. So <laughs> one was thriving. <laughs> um, and if that doesn't describe my two children. Um, oh, well. It was so sweet. And I just sat there and I, I could have cried as well because I was just like, this poor kid thinks that this is the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And um, that was just a low. I guess it's just that they lost because we were equally excited to erupt. Yes. Right. If, if that had gone our way. Yeah. Um, my high is the NCAA rule. Excuse me. NCAA rules have shifted with our season in particular, um, where it used to be you can use 19 weeks. And the NCAA has come back and said, instead of using weeks, you can use days. And the days can be very specifically placed. So we've been given this gift of using days before October 15th. I'm nerding out right now. Sorry to everybody that doesn't care. <laughs> so you can, like, spread them out? Yeah. So we can use upwards of eight days before that magical date on the calendar, October 15th. So we actually used a day yesterday and... Um, started to observe them in their natural habitat. I didn't force myself on them too badly. And we had a great day. And it was beautiful out. And they did a time mile outside. And it was just so great to finally be allowed, because we're not allowed NCAA roles for Division Three to be with our athletes in C- with a ball or whatever the sport mm-hmm. is, activated in that sense at all, unless we're in season. So it's very different than Division One, Division Two. And so I almost got to like, so like wet my appetite and I'm now like even more yeah. hyped than I was. Um, and I just love my girls and I, I'm just so happy to see them all in one place. So I'm very excited this first season as I always am, but now I get to like taste that a little bit. Yeah. And so we'll have, we'll sprinkle in a few more days, but we'll really get rolling over fall break when everybody else kind of escapes for the weekend. We'll lock in and we'll have a great weekend. So that was my high. Nice. nice. Good stuff. Um, Andrea, all right, we'll focus on you now. Give us your Hornet hot take. Give us a good one. I don't have a good one. I just listened, as you know, to the Shamira Wilkerson episode, and hers was on parking, and mine is also on parking. Mostly mocking students who try to drive from uh, the lot over by HLSB to the HHH or to the Student Center, and... I am completely hypocritical because I've noticed that I teach in HHH every fall. Most days I walk, but if it's rainy and my hair's going to get poofy, man, I'm getting <laughs> in that car. So I do it too. It just surprises me that students do it because my campus was so large as an undergrad. I mean, it took about, I mean, 30 minutes if you were lucky to walk to most classes, sometimes longer. So I just was in that habit when I was their age. So it's just a little bit annoying to see. Yeah. Like, why would you move your cart the equivalent of one block? Well, and yes, and often driving takes longer than walking. Yes. When it and causes with, more stress. With, yeah, with stop yes. signs and yes. waiting for all cheap. the cars. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> I've seen a, a few kids on bikes, and I've thought, wow, that's smart. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why don't we see more kids on bikes? Respect. But. And the mm-hmm. little, um, like the one wheel skateboard things, and the little hoverboards. All those good, yeah, you know, portable alternate forms of transportation. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for you all to put you on the spot since my mm-hmm. Hornet hot take was nothing original. Who has had a really good Hornet hot take? Oh man! Even if you don't remember who it was, what was the theme of their hot take? 
There's from previous guests. From previous yeah. guests, is any stand out? Emily Burner did the shopping cart role where, you know, you really tell a person uh, their work ethic, their integrity if they just leave their shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot for some other Joe to yeah. come get it. Yeah. So that, I remember that one That's resonating one. with me. Yeah, yeah, most of the best ones I feel like are not SU centric. It's just sort of stuff they observe. Oh, I thought they had to be SU centric. Doesn't have to be. Okay. Um, like like the shopping cart thing. Yeah. With with Emily, or I think Emily Holland's had a good one, but I can't I can't remember it under Co- pressure. She here. talked about cousins, our alternate dining hall at one point, which oh. I remember was fantastic. <laughs> Buzzins and cousins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you driving is a common one. I think there's cycles of of things, and they all keep coming back around. Parking is never going to not be. A pain in the yeah you know what yeah another mini rant is when i mean this campus is incredibly small sometimes it makes me lose my breath i feel like i'm suffocating it's so small we all know each other and people who don't say hi when you pass them hmm. yeah. that's another thing well that's that's a good hot take right i there could elaborate i won't but it's students and colleagues equally and it's like oh we've been on a committee together for 17 sure. years like really you're not gonna say hi when we pass that's a, a small mini rant. I'm done. Yeah. I, I co-sign that. Thank I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Thank it's annoying. You. I agree. Be nice, everyone. Say hi. <laughs> we all, it, it's so incestual here. Just say hello <laughs> to me. I'm related to you. <laughs> you know we see each other. Yeah. You know I see yeah. you. Yeah, and you know, like, you, you can see them coming from, like, a football mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah. And then you can get yourself ready. Like, remember the name. Who is that? How do I know them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's not somebody you're already friends with, which it usually usually is. Yeah. All right. Next segment, a binge and a cringe. Um, Andrea, tell us about something that you've really been into lately as a binge and then something that you don't want to see again as a cringe. I am an obsessive reader. I wish there were a better adjective, but there isn't. I mean, insatiable is lovely, but I am an obsessive reader. I don't like all these big words you've been using (laughs) this whole time. I I think it has something to do with that reading problem. is one who reads, so I read all the time. I also binge on sitcoms and telenovelas, so... That so, hasn't changed. It's not a phase. It's not going away. We're about 40-some years in now. So so give us one sitcom or, or telenovela or book that you've really been into lately. I am usually reading a few books at a time. I'm currently reading four, if anyone is interested. Um, what am I reading now? I'm rereading Anna Karenina. I'm reading Hell of a Book by Jason Mott, which is incredible. It's, it's called Hell of a Book. It's called Hell of a Book. Um, and I'm reading uh, Las Viudas de los Jueves by Claudia Pinedo. And I'm reading that because of the telenovela that I watched on Netflix. And there's another one. can't remember. But I usually have, oh, I'm reading Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. Pico something. So I usually have a lot going on. books, uh, stuff you mm, borrow, mix, stuff you, you end up with. Yes, I use digital different or hard platforms. Copy. Anna Karenina is digital because when you love sagas, which I do, if there's a bunch of characters, you got to be able to have that search function on oh, Kindle. Cool. But I read a lot of, you know, hardback, um, physical copies. Yep. So I do some audio books as well because I walk my dogs a lot. So, yeah. 
That was one of your hobbies, I think, walking your dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. wandering around big cities. That also was then. One, of your, yeah. one of your hobbies. Andrea, I'm friends with you on Goodreads. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Do you properly keep track of your books on Goodreads? I keep track of them chronologically Okay. when I read them. So yeah. that is an accurate... It feels like you're asking me something. No, no, no. I like if I wanted to know what you were. Yes. Like yeah. I, I, I admire how much you read. I admire you in so many ways. So I'm going to start stalking your Goodreads. Is my point. Yeah. Well, I also stalk yours. Because Mine's weak. Mine's in so case weak. Our podcast listeners don't know. You are an avid reader of nonfiction. I love nonfiction. You can crush a historical. <laughs> if it ain't real, I ain't reading it. <laughs> and I've gotten some fabulous memoir recommendations from you, Andre. Agassi, um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is so good. We read the Missoula book together. Oh, God. I actually uh, told somebody to read that recently. Yeah. That yeah. that rocked my world. That was a good one. Yeah, I'm a big nonfiction gal. I'm a big audiobook person because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't read. I can't read. Dot, 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 on the bus. I was <laughs> going to finish that sentence. Scott, stop looking at me. I can't read on the bus. I get sick. So <laughs> I'm on the bus a lot. Oh, that's, winter time. That sucks. I love, like, reading with your feet as up on the dash. As a passenger yeah. <laughs> we in know. a vehicle. Yeah. So anyway, no, I admire uh, everything you got going on in there. So, and when you read four at a time, is is that all? They're all open out, out on the on the table at the same time because that's <laughs> no, amazing. Okay, my no, my husband would not allow that. No, no he, he likes uh, things neat and tidy. So they're usually stuffed in a pile under my bed, or on the dining room table because I read every morning as soon as I get up. So God, wow. it's yeah. amazing. Uh, you asked about Stop. TV show. This isn't, you're not the host. Stop flipping <laughs> things. What are you doing? You've gone rogue. I have. I know how to lead a uh, meeting. What's, what's, what's the cringe? Oh, well, I was just going to mention, I guess if anything is cringy, it's the fact that I do rewatch certain, certain shows over and over, but I wouldn't. I mean, new Girl is worth new watching girl. all no, the girl time. Is, <laughs> Courtney watches that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's my weakness. Um, but no, there's nothing that I don't ever regret. If I start watching something and I don't like it, I can let it go. But no, I have no regrets. No regrets. About my TV watching habits. Nope, all right. None. What Respect. about you guys? Cringe? Oh, I'm not used to answering questions. Okay, on, okay. On I'm not trying to take podcast. over. This is, it's October. I do not like being scared, so I refuse mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. anything agreeing. scary. I just it doesn't it doesn't tickle me the way that um, <laughs> <laughs> that some people get stimulated by scary movies. I, I'm not here wow. for it. Wow, uh, tickle and stimulate. I am. Right. I, I've been watching the show Ahsoka. It's a Star Wars. Yeah, Sean's into that. Mm-hmm. The, the you gotta season, watch it with Wells. Season finale is tonight. Um, my son Sam and I every Tuesday night at nine we uh, we we watch that. And, and Sam's a big Star Wars like more than a fan. Like he knows all the cartoons and all the movies and all the. I he that. hasn't read the books, but hopefully when he gets older he'll he'll get into those. But uh, that's that's my binge lately. Cool. Well, I just thought of something that might be cringy that I do with respect to TV. I think you both know this, but I've named all of my pets after TV characters. Oh, that's where those names come from? That began at age four, I think, with my first pet, my cat Bruno, who I named after Bruno from the Kids from Fame. So it's a long-running thing that I do. So Yeah, Yeah. I I wouldn't cringe at that. Okay. Okay. I think that's cool. Cool habit. Next segment. Informer, 
Um, tell us about something awesome that you have done at SU, especially if like not the average person would know. Yeah, that was an interesting one to think about. I think it's hard to quantify a lot of what I do because I do a lot of faculty support, a lot of student support. But I am freakishly good at writing recommendation letters. Ooh. So I, it's something that I can kind of be proud about but not necessarily tell other people about. And uh, this past week in particular, I had two huge ones come through that made me really happy if I'm allowed to toot someone else's horn. Like recommendations that resulted in yeah, big things. acceptance big or promotion? Things, yeah, nice. like a lot of my students who have gone on to really prestigious graduate programs and of course they did all the work but I am the one who explains how they've done it yeah. so it's one of those things I enjoy being the glue kind of being behind the scenes um, but I got to brag on Dr. Audra Gallenberg who just won the VFIC Harris undergraduate teaching award for the year which means she Whoa. won teacher of the year for the state the of state. Virginia wow. congratulations yeah, so that was awesome way and to go Dr. G a student wrote me this morning to tell me uh, a former student came back, just got into our PA program, and I had written that recommendation, but I also had recommended her for a scholarship with the, um, it's the National Health Service Corps program, and she wrote me uh, this morning to say that she got it, so she gets four years of graduate school paid in Wow. Fall. Awesome. So she's going to be, uh, that's going to cover her PA program. So, incredible. you know, Faculty going up for promotion, I like to think that I am the puppet master of a lot of Algernon Sidney Sullivan awards. So that's just the thing that I'm good at that, you know, most people don't know, but I enjoy doing it. And Yeah, and we, we who have gotten letters from you, I think you wrote one for me for one of my promotions. Um, we appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank because you. it's so easy to just sort of use a template, boilerplate, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Active learning, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> or like, and now ChatGPT can put out a pretty good recommendation oh, letter. But Andrea puts in the work. <laughs> well, I mean, we could also say that I'm good at, you know, choosing students and colleagues and friends. Uh, that but are worthy of a good letter. Who, who are hard workers and really outstanding at what they do. So it's nice to kind of be um, a part of that and help them and in, in the things that they're trying to achieve in their lives. So. Right on. Love that. All right, future former is our next guest. So, Andrea, in the future, what sort of former something do you want to be known as? Okay, I thought about this one for a while, too. And Scott knows that I have a secret desire to get another PhD in sociology. Mm. Um, Say more. I have... Or maybe psychology, but I've never taken a sociology or a psychology class, but I am an avid follower of sociologists online and the work that they're doing. And my favorite sociologist is a professor at UNC Chapel Hill, Dr. Tressie McMillan Cottom. I don't know if you all are familiar with her work. Mm. I believe she is one of the most intelligent uh, living thinkers that we have today in the U.S., so just huge, huge fan. But she has this thing where I think it's her biggest sign of praise for someone is whether or not they're a serious person. So I think I would like to be known as a serious person, not that I don't have a sense of humor, sure. that I'm overly somber, but that I showed up. I took this seriously, mm. and I took you seriously and, and recognized your humanity and... You know, that I acted like what we're doing matters. So that's kind of, I'd, I'd like to be remembered as a serious person. 
I like that. That's so deep. I was I, not expecting that to go. Yeah. Just kept going. And I, I guarantee. Oh, that was really okay. good. That was oh, really, really you. good. Yeah. And I guarantee that everybody I know, you know, thinks of you as a serious person. Thank you. So you're, you're doing it. Thank you. I can get in my own way because of that sometimes. But, I mean, I, I hopefully people will remember that I was earnest and passionate and try to take things seriously. Right on. Okay. Buzzword breakdown. Mm-hmm. Give us a buzzword that you try to embody in your work at Shenandoah. Well, we discussed before the recording started whether or not this was overused, but it has to be my word. My word is inclusion. I work, I mean, I teach Spanish, so you're working with diverse students in terms of their own racial and cultural identity. And that might include working with a lot of students who identify as Hispanic or Latino, but it also might uh, include working with white or black students who don't necessarily feel like they have a cultural tie to the language, but they're passionate about it anyway. Uh, they might feel anxious about their linguistic abilities. So just trying to create a space uh, where everyone feels included is really, really important to me. And I also try to incorporate that at the faculty level. I'm working with faculty at different ranks and different status and all kinds of backgrounds. They have different passions and different skills. So for me, inclusion is, is a driving principle and a, you know, a buzzword that people misuse and, you know, I'm trying to do that in everything that I do here, making sure that everyone feels like there's a place for them. Because I was that weird white kid from rural Virginia who was studying Spanish and wanted that chance. So to providing space for people to have community and be part of the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Great buzzword. I think that word is, can be overused for sure, but I think I would never have thought you would use it in a way that would be blah. <laughs> or uh, faddish, right. Yeah. right? Like knowing you and what you just described as, you know, yourself and your background and where you're rooted, I would never have thought anything other than that, just mm-hmm. for the record. So I think your usage of this word is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. That's a good, it's a good segment that you got going here. I like that one. Yeah, that's a, a standby from the first, first episode we've right. been doing. Well, yeah. The name of the show is Buzzwords. So, uh, Andrea, Ask It Forward is our next sec- segment here. Um, you want to answer Shamira's question for you first? Sure. She asked, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Okay. When I was 18, so that was the summer after my first year in college, I took my first plane ride. All right. I was the first person in my immediate family to ride a plane. Uh, my parents didn't ride a plane until they were in their 60s, and I, I went with them. But I think I would tell myself that this is only the beginning. It won't be the only time that you get to do this. Um, you know, you'll get to meet people and see places you could have never imagined. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, I even lived on a ship for a few months, you know, so getting to be on trains and planes and buses and ships and having passports full of stamps Mm -hmm. is something I will never, ever, ever take for granted. And I could not have seen that when I was 18 and I wanted it desperately. That's what I was going to ask next was when you were 18, you know, how did you view that that plane ride as like the start of something or a a one-off thing? It seemed like a one-off, right? You know, we have a lot of students who are first-gen college students 
right? Like, you, you know, like I said, I was the first person to get to do this in my family. So it, it seemed like a one-off and like this really exclusive special thing. And I was so grateful for it. Um, so maybe I wouldn't tell my 18-year-old self that now that I think about it. Maybe I would just let them live it out. But, um, but just to give my 18-year-old self that hope. Yeah. You're going yeah, to get to this again. There's yeah. going to be more, yeah. way, way yeah. more. Yeah. Knowing, uh, knowing yeah. yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> way more of that. Nice. Love it. All right. Next guest that we're going to have, Andrea, you get to ask him a question. That next guest is Dr. Jeff Marlott. Is that how he pronounces it? Yes. Marlott. Um, from well, the conservatory. I heard him say Marlott one time, so I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll find Jeff. out. Stay He'll tuned. be here. <laughs> Tune Jeff in M. next month to hear us pronounce um, Dr. Jeff's last name. <laughs> so uh, what would you like to ask Jeff? Okay. First of all, I am a huge, huge Jeff fan. He mm -hmm. has been a friend to me. Uh, we were associate deans at the same time for several years, and he's just been a great mentor. I really admire him. Excited to see him as dean of the conservatory. Um, so I think that he has made this just unquantifiable difference at Shenandoah. And I think that a big part of that is because he and his spouse, Tracy, have lived in Winchester and committed to the community here for mm -hmm. a really long time. But that kind of comes at a cost, right? So my question for him would be, if you could live anywhere else, where would it be and why? That's great. Jeff is an avid walker. So he is not part of the parking problem. He, lives <laughs> he is not. Right off of this corner that I, that we're at here in the, in the eSports arena. And... Uh, He's constantly walking. So yeah. look for yes. Jeff to walk. Jeff's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Of course, that's what he does. Not drive his car around. Of course, Love that of for course. him. And returning to highs and lows, man, one of my highs this semester was seeing Jeff in his street clothes at the field <laughs> hockey game. I love him. His Shenandoah t-shirt. He had a socks. marching band t-shirt, which oh, was yeah. next level. It, I need one of those. It was a flawless look. So I'm, I'm a big Jeff fan and look forward to hearing his answer. All right. Andrea, is there anything that you would like to plug? It is Hispanic Heritage Month. Excellent. And hopefully you are aware that there are all kinds of activities on campus. And it's really cool to see the Mosaic Center, like to see what Dahlia and Malik have been planning for our students and what Estudiantes Unidos have been doing. Um, speakers that they've had on campus tonight there's like a spanish conversation hour that the library is hosting new library and bridget so lots of people kind of uh getting involved in that on campus more so if you see some of the upcoming events participate practice your spanish get oh. to meet some people si. whether or not you speak spanish see <laughs> si. <laughs> um, very good very good all right. Well, thank you to Andrea for being our guest on this month's episode. Our sponsor of the day we'd also like to thank, and that is the show Hell's Kitchen. And this is very, like, hyper-specific to, <laughs> to two classrooms in HHH. If you have taught in HHH 111 or 142, mm -hmm, then you know mm -hmm. why Hell's Kitchen is our sponsor. <laughs> uh, be sure to use code. I have. I have. <laughs> and do you several know why? Times. I do, because okay. you can't get it to turn exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, be sure to use the code BUZZOFF for a 10% markup from Xfinity Cable or whoever um, provides us with Hell's Kitchen programming. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this? I was expecting more antics. When did the antics start? Are we done? We're, this, we're, this we're it, wrapping girl. it up. We're, we're in the home stretch. <laughs> Do you want more antics? We might have to bring Joey I, I, back. Uh, I would I'm, be really I'm tickled kidding. if there were more, more oh antics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But uh, we got we got to bring it home. We got classes to go to. Sounds good. Uh, our email buzzwords at su.edu. Send us a, a drawing. You your from call. last semester. <laughs> <laughs> our website subuzzwords.podbean.com. Next month, our next guest, as we already said, Dr. Jeff Marlott, interim dean of the Shenandoah Conservatory and professor of music and music education. So until then, keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing. Mm-hmm.